Hello and welcome. You are listening to No Country for Healthy Living, a podcast where we try to guide you towards new levels of growth, self-love, and connection you never thought possible. My name is Kaylee. And I am Laura. Hello. Welcome everyone. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Back here for another one. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah, always, <laughs> always. Even if we don't seem it, we promise we're excited. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man, well, how have you been, Laura? Let's just jump right into checking in. How have you been? I feel like... I feel like I hear clickety-clacking, but I also feel like um, she paused, but that's cool. We're good. Um, but I went kayaking today with my dad, and that was amazing. And it was beautiful out, and I feel like I got sun mm-hmm. without getting burned, so that's nice. That's good. Um, what else has been happening? I mean, it's a little bit of a adulting, but Mark and I keep going to a financial advisor to like do budgeting and stuff, and it is so mm-hmm. honestly exciting because I'm way less stressed about my finances now, so... Mm-hmm. And, and Mark ha- Mark and I have a little savings now to go and save up to go to Aruba. So it'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> exciting. Exciting. How about you? How have you been? Um, I've been good. I've been good. Um, I'm trying to think of anything really significant has happened since we last talked and not really (laughs) i don't do much i don't do much um uh we're we're not we we don't really go out and do a lot of things very often especially because money's been tight but recently so um yeah but things have been good um work's definitely been work uh trying to make some money because the last few paychecks have been a little on the light side Mm -hmm. so you know yeah Gotta make that money um, so that we can get our savings into a better spot um, than where it's at. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, things have been good otherwise. Yeah. That's good. And I did see some videos of your kitty actually using the kitty wheel. Yes, they've been making some progress. We finally got little boy to actually get on the wheel <laughs> When and like move on the wheel because before he wouldn't like like he'd get on it but like that was the extent of it um and Rudo's been doing freaking amazing um they surprisingly we've gotten Daruk to be food motivated with it um and he is and we're very surprised by that because he's usually very much a, a play motivated cat mm-hmm. but he has a very specific play style that it does not work with training him on the wheel. Um, so thankfully, though, the treat that worked for Rudo is also working for him. Yay. And it's like the little tubes of like basically like chicken broth yeah. paste <laughs> stuff. Um, it's basically those. We've just been like kind of smearing it on the wheel and then they'll walk and it kind of just rolls down to them so they can kind of like walk it down to themselves so they can lick it. So that's been working. They've been doing really good. They're Drew still has a ways to go, but we ran out of tubes. So we have to get some more. <laughs> so we can uh, continue 
the wheel training, but they've both been doing really good on it. That's so good. Mm-hmm. It was so cute to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it would. It makes sense that it's a process. I feel like it would be a process for my cats too. Oh yeah. Even Henry, who's more adventurous. Oh well, that's the thing is we thought Daruk would take to it much quicker than he has. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's a very playful, like, I want to go, go, go. I'm very curious kind of cat. But Rudo took to it first, and we were very shocked by that. <laughs> um, especially because she was more freaked out by it at first. Um, whenever it would move, she would run off, even as she got more comfortable with it. Yeah. And he wouldn't. He would be fine with it, with it moving. Um, but she wouldn't. And then we used the little tubes and that just seemed to be the, the key <laughs> for her, which I'm not surprised. Um, she's my chunky girl. I'm not surprised. She loves her food. <laughs> I feel um, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, she loves her food. Um, but Daruk, yeah, it's taken him a while to figure it out. Some cats, they take to it very quickly and other cats, it takes a lot longer and i'm not too surprised that it's taking longer with our cats um i'm surprised it's taking a lot longer than it's been like with daru mm-hmm. i'm surprised it's taken him so long yeah. but um yeah no they've they've been doing really good on it recently yeah it's good it was really cute it's funny see. yeah it's funny because rudo now wants to go on the wheel um but when we have the treats and we've been out of the treats and she's been going over to the wheel and meowing at it because she knows she'll get treats if she goes on the mm-hmm. wheel. But we haven't had any treats to do the wheel and she's not comfortable with it enough yet to just get on and, and, go, and run on yeah. it yet. She's she's still used to the treat thing and we've been I I can get her to do a couple laps on it before she like starts throwing a temper tantrum and yelling at us. And starts like meowing at us, like there's no treats on here. Hello. Like, why am I going and there's no treats? Like, hello, hello, hello. I'm working here. Where is my reward? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So she she's been enjoying it, and she's like I said, she's been asking for us to do the wheel, but we just don't have any treats. Yeah. So when I put her on her on the wheel, and uh, she starts going, and she realizes there's no treats, she just sits there and yells at me because she's like. What the fuck is this? This is rude as shit. The fuck with, yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm working hard here. Where's my reward? Where's my treat? Why am I working hard if I'm not fucking getting anything? Yeah, yeah. We're still at that stage of the the training on using this thing. Of course, so. yeah. I've been trying to see if I can food motivate Henry because I got a baby gate for our deck, <clears throat> so Nala can go out there and just hang out. Because she could probably jump over it, but she don't give a shit, so she's not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but Henry, he wants to go outside, but he, we don't really want to do outdoor cat stuff, especially when we live in the woods, and he's probably yeah. going to die. So, especially since we live so close to the road as well. You guys should build a cat patio. I've been thinking about it, honestly, but I bring him outside, and I just, like, watch him on the deck, but he can yeah. he can fit through all the slits of wood in the deck or whatever. And so you he's could, getting used to me every time he r- tries to run away and me putting him inside. And I don't know what no. your deck. I don't know what your deck looks like, obviously, because I haven't been to your house. Mm-hmm. But you could always chicken wire something between to narrow the slits, and then also you could even 
doesn't have to be chicken wire, but you could do something up the sides connected to the house to enclose the porch almost. Yeah. If you wanted to, to make it more safe for letting him out. Or you could just do some form of separate, like, catio little piece that's connected through, like, a window or something. Yeah, I've definitely been thinking about it, um, especially through a window, I think would be really easy. Um, mm-hmm. Well, because they have a lot of them that are built. You just have to assemble it and then you can connect it like through your window and stuff. Exactly. And that's why I think it would be the easier route. But I try to put him out there because he sits at the door and whines. And I'm like, fine. I do feel bad. But mm-hmm. he sat out mm-hmm. on the porch with me for about 10 or 15 minutes without trying to escape. But then a chipmunk ran by and that was that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I was going to say. If anything, you can at least start with a harness. Put a harness on him. Yeah. And start harness training him. Mm. And if you go out with him, at least he'll be strapped to you or strapped to something. Yeah. So that he can't just take off. Well, that... But he can still go out with you. And that was the original plan. So I did buy a, like, one size fits most for a harness. And he is just too big for it. So it just squeezes. Yeah, I recommend going by size. Yeah, I recommend going size wise and getting like a large, probably. Yeah, for he's a medium. Not like a because then you can. Cat, but he's just a big kitty. Well, also, if you get a large, you can usually make it bigger or smaller, yeah. too, you know, than the size. So you can have it to adjust if needed in case he give her gains a little weight or something, <laughs> you know. Right. But, but yeah, no, I would do something like that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would get used to it. He's a little weirdo outside on the harness when I did put him on it. He was just like crouching so low to the ground. He was like, what is happening? He'll get used to it. It'll take some time, but he'll get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, now that we've spent 10 minutes a solid like 10 minutes talking about our cats um, and giving you advice on what to do with your cats... uh, guess we should get into today's topic um, which has nothing to do with cats go figure surprise it's not a surprise it's every every week y'all surprise surprise (laughs) i know um but yeah no today we wanted to sit down and talk with you guys about emotions and you know the regulation of our emotions um you know emotions are something that all of us feel in some way, shape, or form. We feel these as negative emotions, positive emotions, you know, every single day, every day. Um, Emotional regulation comes in when we have those really strong and overwhelming and sometimes possibly even out of control uh, feelings, you know. Regulation of our emotions means to have more control not necessarily over our emotions but to have more control over you know the actions that we take when we have those strong emotions that's one of those really big parts of it um and this isn't something we're born with knowing how to do you know we have to learn it it's something that we all we all have to learn um as we grow. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, um, like, emotions signal threats and rewards. You know, if a child, like, makes a mistake, 
They tend to get scared and maybe even lie about it to their parents or maybe even avoid confronting them because they're scared they'll be punished. But that same emotion could help someone who may be being chased by a dangerous animal and they're running to avoid um, confronting it. And that's the right emotion to have in that situation. Um, And this is why it's important for us to learn when to trust our emotional triggers and how we act on them and when not to act on them. And I can also say that even if you are getting an emotional trigger in a non-threatening environment, it's still nice to take a step back and figure out why Mm -hmm. are you feeling such strong emotion in this moment? Because that means there's something internal going on, even if it's not external. Exactly. Um, And that's why it's important for us to understand how to regulate and control our emotions so that we can use them in the best way possible and use them to our advantage Mm -hmm. and and help us um, Mm -hmm. grow, honestly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, children between like the ages of three and five can, you know, start to understand and practice that self-regulation, but it's something that they're still learning and, you know, will become more skilled at around nine years old. And if one's not given the tools that they need um, to learn how to emotionally regulate themselves, this is going to be a challenge, you know, for folks, even into adulthood, if you're not provided with the tools, the proper necessary tools, it is going to be a struggle for you. Um, especially if you're someone who has experienced trauma, you know, we tend to become very reactive to our thoughts and emotions when we're stuck in a trauma response state. And, you know, however, like, however, having strong emotions and having outbursts on those occasional level is something that it might happen for those who do have emotional regulation skills because we're still human and life can be hard. It's okay to struggle. We're not perfect. We as humans are, are going to struggle. Um, but that's why we have to become more aware of what tools and resources are around us that we can not struggle so much. So we can make life a little bit easier a little bit happier for ourselves because nobody else is going to do it for us. It's, it's on us to find those tools um, and learn how to use those tools to our advantage so that we can become better and we can feel better and feel happy because no one deserves to go through life just feeling like shit 24 seven. And sadly people out there do go through shitty situations 24 seven, but if we have the tools available to ourselves, why not use them? Why not learn how to do it so that we can become better? Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, And I feel like something you said remind me of something, but then it's now out of my brain. So maybe if it pops (laughs) back and again, I'll say it. But um, obviously just like anything else um there are self-regulating like coping skills that are healthy and some that are not healthy um just like kind Mm. of any coping skills um and some examples of healthy strategies include like mindful awareness positive self-talk 
adaptability, reframing of thoughts and situations, deep breathing, talking to a friend, writing in a journal, um, moving our bodies, taking breaks, and self-compassion to remember that we are human Mm -hmm. and it is normal to have emotions and it's normal to have emotions that feel out of control Mm -hmm. even sometimes, you know? Exactly. Um, But anything that like involves hurting oneself, hurting others, or using substances can basically be guaranteed as an unhealthy coping skill. Um, So obviously just be mindful if that's where your brain is wandering to when you're feeling these emotions. And that's just another thing to take a step back and realize that there might be something bigger here that needs some assistance. Exactly. And there's no shame in needing assistance um in regulating our emotions or anything like that you know some of us have certain disorders or illnesses that can make it even more challenging to regulate our emotions i mean take me for example (laughs) i have depression anxiety i have ptsd i have adhd i got all the things working against me with my brain Mm -hmm. but i've been learning and finding and developing new skills to work with those parts of my brain uh, that do tend to work against me to try and get them to work in my favor. And, you know, it's a challenge. It's, it's a challenge. Every day is a challenge, but we have to find a make, find a way to make it work. Um, because life is worth it. It's just sometimes it can seem really bleak and like it's not worth it, but it is worth it um, when we can get out of our own heads and um, take care of ourselves. Absolutely. And learn what's causing these emotions yeah. to come up inside of us. Exactly. Um, and I mean, sometimes you know, I feel these... like it's like, in your situation, it's more of like um, your brain and whatnot. And and I feel like mm-hmm. for me, some of the biggest emotional dysregulation I've had is because of like my hormones. So like with yeah, like yeah. Disorder, that's another it, thing like, that plays into it would make me feel and I don't like <clears throat> to use this term too often, but I usually say I feel crazy because I don't feel like myself, but I can't yeah. control it. So I feel like outrageously <clears throat> angry for no reason. Yeah. And it came down to my emo- my hormones are just really affecting yeah. me. And so I had to be put on um, birth control to help kind of just alleviate the such big hormone changes I was having during my period. And so Mm -hmm. like sometimes there's just so many things that could go into it and trauma. It could be a mental illness. It could be a physical disorder. So many things and figuring it out is like such a huge step. That's why we're such big advocates for if your doctor doesn't listen to you and you know there's something wrong, get a new doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Go to someone else. They don't get to dictate what is or isn't wrong with you just because they think you're being overly emotional or dramatic or whatever. It's not necessarily all in your head. It's not, okay? It's okay to advocate and say, no, something is wrong. I don't feel right. Or this does not seem normal. I know these people, they deal with the same thing as me, but they don't act like I act when I go through it. So why do I act this way? Why do I 
have these reactions, this trigger, why do I act like that? It's okay to advocate for yourself and to push to have tests done and to get someone to listen to you. If someone doesn't listen, go on to the next one. There's plenty of doctors out there. There's plenty of professionals out there who will listen to you. Sadly, sometimes it takes a minute to find the right one, but you have to advocate for yourself and push for yourself because you deserve it. Absolutely. And I don't know if I, I like read it somewhere or or if you told me or something, I can't really remember where I found this piece of information, but like if you're a doctor, if you have concerns about yourself and you want certain tests done and they say no, I, I've read or heard that you tell them to put that in your record that they are denying you tests being done because then mm. they are more likely to run those tests because they don't want there to actually be something wrong with you and then the, it be recorded that you good denied idea. it from them. Yeah. Um, and honestly, just really good idea. ask around and do your research for um, – local mm-hmm. doctors because as I as I study more in my job I mean obviously it has to do with pregnant people and giving birth but it's like crazy to mm-hmm. find out the studies of like how much more like like it's like the study is like black people or black women are are three times more likely to die during like delivery because Mm -hmm. they are less likely to get the treatment they need because everyone always thinks they're like overreacting or whatever and you're not Mm -hmm. really in that much pain or people just don't give a fuck because Mm -hmm. of the color of their skin and it's just crazy that people are medical individuals can do that so definitely ask around trust like ask trusted individuals on how they Mm-hmm. who they have forgotten. Ask other people. Go on forums on in local areas, yeah. on Facebook, things like that. Ask if people know of recommended professionals or if they know of a specific professional you want to possibly go to and if they're trustworthy or not. Or, you know, ask for other people's opinions on professionals. You have that right because you're trying to take care of yourself. And it's important to do your own research into the care that you want to receive, you know, go and look and see who's around. So you know, your options in case you do get told no by whoever it is you go to first, Mm -hmm. know who you can go to next, you know, plan it out and make sure that like Laura said, have them put it in your record that they denied you, you know, throw that at them. Say, fine, I want you to put it in my, you know, advocate for yourself. It's okay to be selfish in that way because you're trying to take care of yourself. Don't let your doctor just look at you and just blame it on your weight. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's all in your head. No, these are just excuses for them to use to not try and treat you and to just put you off. Absolutely. Go to someone else. And if it feels <laughs> like, like... Go to someone else. I know I struggle with like advocating myself because I like have so much anxiety sometimes, mm-hmm. especially in the doctors. I have a lovely doctor, so same. I don't have that much anxiety with her yeah, personally. But if it was that way, you know, you can also bring someone in to help advocate for you. And that's totally acceptable yeah. too. Because guess what? You can bring people into your doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, even as if an you adult. Want it to be your spouse, yeah. your mom, doesn't matter. Your sister, your best friend, your closest friend. Go for mm-hmm. it. You're allowed to say, hey, they're coming in with me because I just, I need them. Okay. Yeah. They can leave if it's 
later in the exam if needed, but for the beginning, if you want them there, if you want them there the whole time, yeah. that's fine. You're allowed to do that. Um, you know, it's important for you to push and to yell and to scream and to be uh, persistent when it comes to your own health. And I, I feel it, like you were saying, Laura, like there are times where I'm terrible at being my own advocate in the doctor's office. My doctor's great. Love her. Mm -hmm. She always listens to me when I go in with um, anything that I think is wrong. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't, it doesn't mean it doesn't take me a while sometimes to actually bring something up that I should have brought up a long time ago. You know, um, it's, it, it's one of those things that it's like, we all struggle with it and that's okay. Um, but at the end of the day, it is important to push for yourself, um, especially when it comes to your health, especially when it comes to your mental health, because mm -hmm. um, your mental health is going to play a big role in where you go in life and what you do. Um, and taking care of that is a big, important step um, in taking care of yourself in general. Who would have thunk our brain is important and we have to actually take care of it. <laughs> yes, my <laughs> crazy craft Maga instructor calls it the computer when he talks about not wanting mm. to get hit somewhere. He always calls it the computer because once that's out, the rest of your body's out too. And that kind of goes yep. for mental health. Once your your computer's gone, you know the rest of the body follows. So Exactly. Exactly. You know, um there, there's a lot we can learn um, from doctors. Uh, there's so much help that can come from doctors, therapy, you know, medications, everything. There's so many options out there. Mm. So many options. Advocate for yourself. Push for tests. Um, you know, ask the questions. Don't be afraid of it. There's there's no shame in no. it. There's none at all. You're not alone. Um, yeah, exactly. You're you're so not alone. There's so many of us out here yeah. struggling well, you're you're on a daily. To you're listening to two of them. Yeah, <laughs> you're listening to two of them. <laughs> um, but I have a quote here that I wanted to say. I just pulled the whole quote because from this website because I didn't know how to trim it down and make it non- you know, yeah, like a plagiar, like I stole it off their page. So I stole it off their page and we're going to use it as a quote. Yes, from positivepsychology.com. Um, yes, which as always, our sources are always linked down below where we get all of our information from in the episode, show notes, description, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it says studies on emotional regulation indicate that there's a significant positive correlation between emotion regulation and depression management. People with lower levels of anxiety show higher emotional control and social emotional intelligence, which I thought was very interesting so. um, because it's true, you know, when you have a bit more control over your emotions and know your emotional triggers and you know how you're going to respond to situations, it can make things a lot easier for you if you're not just set in that automatic response mode all the time. Mm -hmm. And I know what it's like to be in the automatic response mode because some of my emotions are very much in the automatic <laughs> response yeah. mode. Um, but, you know, emotions are 
an adaptive response. You know, they are adaptive responses. They are very much rooted in our evolutionary biology and how we feel and how we interpret those emotions affects how we think, how we decide things and how we plan our day-to-day lives. So when we say taking care of our mental health comes first and affects our everyday and what we're going to do and who we're going to be, we mean that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a big thing. Your brain, like Laura was just saying, is the computer. It is where everything is. It's where your personality is. It's where your thoughts come from, everything. And, you know, it, you gotta you gotta take care of it. You have to learn from it. You have to learn about it, and you need to discover what it needs so that you can, you know, move forward in your life in the best and most positive way without having to worry about your emotions taking over and making things harder for you because you just don't know why you're reacting the way you're reacting and you're not conveying the emotions that you want to convey. And that can be very frustrating. Take it from someone (laughs) who knows and is also working on learning how to regulate their emotions. And that's why we're talking about it because we know about it because we live it. We both deal with it in very different ways, but we both deal with it. And we're all learning and we're all trying to figure out how to take those weapons, those those thoughts and those emotions and turning them into weapons. Absolutely. Because we don't want them to be working against us. We want them to be working for yes. us. And I mean, you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I would kind of, I guess... Um, think of like fear as an emotion in a way. And so I feel like, oh, it is. Um, you know, these big emotions you might be having might not be this big out of control, like outbursty type feeling of crying or yelling or mm-hmm. feeling aggressive, but it could also be this big feeling of fear that might mm-hmm. be stopping you from doing something or wanting to go after something or, you know, and that's also um, exactly. something that is a place where you are dysregulated and you need to regulate mm-hmm. yourself into a more calmer, I feel safe kind of an environment within your own mind. And I yeah. think that's one that people don't think of when they think of regulating their emotions. Cause that is definitely yeah. included because it's still something that feels out of control, just in a different way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's emotions are, a tricky thing when you aren't given the right tools to develop them properly when you're young. And a lot of us aren't given those right tools. Um, A lot of us grow up in different circumstances and circumstances where we're not provided with the best tools to regulate and maintain our emotions and to learn how to use them to the best of our ability. So as adults, we have to do that. We have to do that hard work. And it's even harder when you're an adult because you've lived with these feelings probably for a long time Mm -hmm. and have had to deal with it for a long time that when it comes down to the idea of regulating, it can be really hard and it's a difficult process because you have to find the source Mm -hmm. of 
where these emotions are coming from and why it's so hard for you to regulate them in the way that you want to regulate them so that you can convey the right emotions in the right situations. And it's, it's a battle, but it's a battle that once you find the right tools, it's so easy. It's going to be so much easier to get through that day to day than if you're going through without those tools. It's just, just it's just so much easier. And there's like no breath of exactly because especially like you said, if you're in these emotions constantly, like even if you are someone who's working on self-regulation, the dysregulated feelings can also come like habitually even because they've been so ingrained in you for so long, not you, but all Mm -hmm. us, you know, Um, I will say though, at least I can't speak for all schools because I've only worked at one, but um, I gather Mm. the ones in my area just in general because they're very, um, I don't know, but they just, they seem to be putting more effort into regulation and into emotions and into Mm. emotional intelligence and all that. And I can see it being helpful and I hope that that just kind of continues because obviously I I worked with the special ed group and they had some of the hardest times regulating their emotions but it's it's happening even in the general ed classes where they're talking about it they're teaching about it and so when someone is having Mm -hmm. big feelings not only can they like regulate their own but they can also be understanding of someone else's and it's really cool to see exactly yeah yeah, no, that's that's what we want to see more of. We want to see more schools, especially because mm-hmm. I mean that's where kids spend a lot of their time. You know, growing up is in school, and that's a big place where we can learn about regulating our emotions. Because what more of an emotional roller coaster do you experience than going to school? <laughs> yes, you know the people that you're around, the stressors that you deal with throughout school. It's there's so many different things that feed into so many different emotions. So it's definitely important that our schools teach more kids about regulating and controlling and maintaining their emotions and using them to their advantage. As we said before, Um, that's definitely what we want to see more of. And I, I, I love that because that's what all kids need, not just the special ed Mm -hmm. kids, not just the special needs kids. It's the regular general ed kids too. Like you were saying, it's everyone we we need to be taught how to deal with and regulate our feelings and our emotions. Yeah. It's not just pull pull up your bootstraps and uh what is it pull yourself up by your bootstraps? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's it's not just pull yourself up by your bootstraps anymore, folks. It's uh no, you need to figure out where your emotions are coming from and you need to deal with them. Yes. It's important. It is, and it and, and hard you. work is important, but I don't think life needs to be a struggle in order to get somewhere. No. You know, we need to be able no. to make it as stressful and as joyful as possible, and you can still have hard work, and you can still be successful in mm-hmm. whatever way that means to you. You know, it doesn't need to be this huge movie story of, I mean, like, obviously, exactly. if that's what your story is that's wonderful but it doesn't need to be like like yeah other generations of course not felt no we don't need to continue this cycle of stuffing down our emotions until we snap or or something and we just become this angry generation because I feel like that's what a lot of 
the previous generations have become is so very angry because they were told to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they have to struggle and 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 deal with these stressors and everything and now it's like no you don't Mm -hmm. you don't need to do that you don't need to struggle you don't need to be confused about how you feel you don't need to let your emotions just bubble up under the surface until something causes you to snap it's it's not necessary to go through life feeling so angry and sad Mm -hmm. and lost because we've learned so much about how our brains work and how our emotions do affect us negatively and how when we regulate them we can we can succeed in so many ways and I think it's just I think it's so important for us to embrace that more and to make that the norm don't push your emotion talk about Mm -hmm. it speak about how you're feeling what you're going through because if you don't it's just gonna make you suffer and no one should have to suffer in silence absolutely and it kind of like Mm -hmm. brings up like one of our last episodes we were talking about um neutral thinking and how um Mm. obviously those unconscious thoughts are gonna pop up because they're unconscious and it's what you do with that thought whether you Mm. take it and you want to run with it, or if you want a different thought, it's kind of like that with emotions. You're going to have initial emotions that are going to pop up and make Mm -hmm. you feel things, but you still, you know, obviously there's situations where it's totally acceptable to feel your emotions all the way through. If it's like a tragedy, that's totally fine and welcome. Hold on. I'm going to go beat on Henry. Well, stop eating plastic. That's my problem. I get rude <laughs> like getting into the bag, and then once he's in the bag, he wants to eat it. But um, you're yeah. gonna have these emotions that are gonna pop up initially and subconsciously and habitually because you've been trained to be that way, and we're emotional beings, and that's totally acceptable. And then it's like taking that step back and feeling it and understanding mm-hmm. it and why it's there, and you know, just processing mm-hmm. through it and just seeing where it takes and choosing how you're going to react from there yeah exactly but it that's the important part is choosing how you're going to use that Mm -hmm. emotion and choosing how you're going to let these emotions come out you can feel the emotion but how are you going to use it you know are you going to just let it out or are you going to step back and wait and and absorb that emotion and convey something else you know really think about what it is you're truly feeling yeah, I <laughs> and then it's it, that's the that's the important part is you are you're taking that moment you're you're accepting those feelings and you're choosing the next step you're choosing what to do next and if you want to convey that exact emotion or not absolutely and I could totally be butchering this but I I have talked about her on here before with Kara Lowenthal and I love her and she's wonderful and. Um, but she talks about, I'm pretty sure I'm probably butchering this or taking it out of context, but I still think it works. It's like, you know, you picture yourself on a bus, basically, and every bus stop, you might come to a different emotion or a different thought or whatever, but the thing with bus stops is eventually that thought or emotion is going to get off. You're not going to be in this continuous state of rage all the time. And obviously if you are definitely get that, 
um, worked on because nobody deserves to feel that way all the time. Um, but no. it's just like a nice reminder to understand that even if you are feeling these feelings that you don't want to feel, that it's not going to stay that way forever. It's not a forever feeling and you just have to kind of wait it out if you're having a hard time just kind of trying to... Exactly. I'm just being attacked by animals in here, so I hope everyone's enjoying some rustling of some plastic being eaten, and then also enjoying the clickety-clackety of my dog's nails. She is tap dancing for you, and now she's singing fantastic into the microwave. Microwave? <laughs> Microphone, Nala. I'm gonna have to close my door. That's okay. That's okay. I'm trying to figure out why my laptop isn't charging. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna kick these animals out of here. Bye. Bye. Oh. Love you. Y'all be annoying, man. What's going on? Yeah. Well, you know what? That's okay. You guys get to enjoy a solid few seconds of chaos there. But that's okay, because I think uh I think we're we've reached the end of this yes. one, you know, the end of this episode. I think we've spouted off everything we want to spout off and, and then, then some, some. Um, <laughs> we did better with this one than we thought we were gonna do um but yeah no it's okay to have emotions it's okay to learn how to deal with those emotions and to learn how to use them to your benefit don't be afraid to ask for help as we always say don't be afraid to advocate for yourself it's all okay yes. um we're all out here struggling in our own ways and sometimes we all need a little bit of help and it's okay to it's okay to ask for Absolutely. it. Um like we said that does it for this episode. Uh as always, we thank you all for listening in. If you are enjoying the podcast, we would appreciate it if you would go and rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate us. Um, wherever you listen, it helps get seen by more people. Also, if you want to subscribe, follow any of those fun things also helps us out. If you have any questions, you know, you want to contact us, comments, concerns, anything, you can hit us up on our social media, which is at No Country for Healthy Living on Instagram and Facebook. You can also contact us at our email, which is No Country for Healthy Living at gmail.com. And, you know, if you guys are also interested in digging a little deeper in your own personal goals, need a little extra guidance, um, and you want to be coached by either Laura or myself, then you can hit us up on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at DearKitten3, and Laura's is at YasQueenCoaching. That's Y-A-S QueenCoaching. And once again, we thank you all for listening, for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you all again next time. Remember to stay safe and make healthy choices.